are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Saucy Farm. Located in Wiggins, Mississippi, they're the premier Australian stock horse stud in North America. Proudly standing are Ballandown Zorro, Hayden Satellite, and Stonebrook Finno. Ballandown Zorro has fresh, cooled semen with a live full guarantee. Hayden Satellite and Stonebrook Finno have a limited supply of frozen semen. Special has been that once-in-a-lifetime voice that people only dream of having. His athleticism, heart, and love for the game are second to none. We've been so fortunate to have him as our own, and a major part of our development as players as well as horsemen has most certainly been because of him. He's definitely raised the bar in terms of expectations and standards that we have of our own horses and how we go about bringing them into the game. Playmate picked up on full across so quickly and has been my main playing horse since 2013 carrying me from local and national tournaments to international tours and exchanges. Her athleticism and power, despite her petite stature, blow me away each time I'm able to meet a once turn in the 30 or avoid pressure in the midfield. There's no question about the success of these incredible studs for producing machines on the field, and I look forward to seeing the development of these lines in the future. I'm so happy that the Saucies are continuing the work of Marilyn Murphy in promoting the Australian stock horse, which is truly the breed for every need. Hi, this is Dana Deemer. I and my family own Keystone Silhouette. She's a 15-year-old black Australian stock horse first cross by Ballandown Zorro. I would say the thing that she brings to the table is her incredible athleticism. She has the best footwork coming up to a jump of any horse that I've seen in a long time. She's bold cross country. She's bold in stadium. Saucy Farm and Australian stock horses, a breed for every need. You can find them on Facebook or call 228-263-0930. Are you a pull across related business? Chucka Talk has a truly global audience. To learn more about advertising here, email me at ryan at polocrossmadesimple.com. Space is limited. Personal fitness is so important in a sport of polo cross. Although we can't all look like Stefan Harris, we could all be working towards our own fitness goals. I've learned through personal experience that having a community of friends that share their fitness and nutrition ideas and activities truly can motivate others to follow suit. A rising tide raises all the ships in the harbor. Please join the American Polo Cross Association's fitness community today on Facebook groups. It's called American Polo Cross Fitness Group. It's hosted by the APA's Player Development Program and open to members worldwide. If you see Steph Harris, please encourage him to join for abs motivation. Again, it's a Facebook group called American Polo Cross Fitness Group. Get pumped! On this episode of Chugga Talk, you'll meet guests from the very first weekend social podcast. Riley Wall invites friends Luke Saul, Farron Busa, and her sister Ella Elks to talk polo cross. We discuss top bloodlines, what they've been doing during COVID, and what their outlook is for the next coming year. Don't want to miss this one. Here on Chugga Talk, the goal is to shrink the polo cross world by connecting people together, and most importantly, to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. Hello. Hi, Ron. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you going? Great, great. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi, Farron. How are you? Good. I guess I need to call you Faz. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Aussies have shortened names. Damo, Bretto, Richo, 
What do we call you? Solly? Solly? Luca? Hello, Riley on here. Good. And Farron, you're there, right? Even though we can't see you. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm just okay. got mad hair, to be honest. Okay, well, I'll I can't join, bl- but... I can't blame you. I mean, you've had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Well, Ella looks like she's got pretty good hair this morning. And she's like <laughs> newer than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, oh, I can't believe it. it's been within a week. Congratulations. I know. Ella, yeah. Yeah, right? Two babies. Oh, who won the, who won the size award? It's going to be besties. Ella. Ella won the size award. Just for people that are listening, I'd like to introduce everyone and just kind of explain what's going on. This is the uh, first podcast format for the weekend social. I basically reached out to Riley and I said, pick three friends that you'd like to have on the podcast, talk about polo cross and pick these these uh, lovely people. I, I kind of have to say who these people are. I mean, Riley, I have to, I have to refer to the, the fantasy draft because a lot of people know about it. And Riley ended up number one with the women in the under 25s. I know you just turned 25. Luke. Uh, just played in the incentive matches uh, in the in the carnival at Barragoon, and he was number one for the men, so that's pretty amazing. And then we've got Ella and Farron, so other top players. And I know you've had a lot of experiences together on on teams and things like that. So so that's who we have on here. And then, like I said, this is weekend social. This is a new format, but I think I've got the right people. Glad to have you all on here at once. Is everyone in New South right now? Yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so what, <laughs> what parts? Luke, are you in Corindai? Are you in that area? Yeah, I'm at Corindai. I live just on the edge of Tiani. Yeah, sort of. I know northwest New South Wales. Has Hayden spent all his 48000 yet? Jesus. <laughs> oh, we, we, we did try to help him on Sunday night after the tarp. <laughs> Gosh, that's crazy. Even if you convert it. Oh, man, that's phenomenal. Oh, it was good Pretty money. She, she was a good mare, though. She, she was a very, very good horse. And did she play in the World Cup? No, no. She's only a young mare. She's only just starting off a career. I think she was five-year-old. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so um, the, the people that bought her, they'll have a lot of fun with her. Okay. And Ella, where do you live? And Farron, where are you guys looking? Yeah, so I'm in New South Wales as well, like in the New England area. So Armidale. Mm-hmm. This is the closest town to where we are. Okay. Um, and I live um, down the south coast of New South Wales, so four hours south of Sydney. Okay, a lot further away. How, how far past yeah. Canberra is that? Um, just two hours from Canberra. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. down the hill. All right, cool. <laughs> well, I've been from Sydney all the way up the coast through Coffs Harbour. I actually played at Coffs Harbour, and I've been up to a Gold Coast Carnival up there in Brisbane. Don't ask me when. It was a long time ago. I'll, I'll tell you, Coffs Harbor was 98. That's how long ago, actually. I was on a junior wow. team. We used to do these exchanges with uh, New South Wales, and we we're trying to get them going again. They're phenomenal. But yeah, so I've been up the coast. Haven't been down where you are, Farron. Haven't really seen that part of the country. But yeah. I, I... Sorry, I'm a long, yeah, I'm a long way from everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean... If you're in the Hunter Valley, you're within two hours of how many carnivals? It's crazy. A lot. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, you can you can do you can do ten or twelve without having to go too far. My closest tournament is ten hours, and the average wow, drive wow. time is ten hours. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah, but I know for nationals, you guys have to drive around uh, around yeah. the rim, so that makes up yeah, for it, I guess. Was- that's a fair way when you got to travel all them. <laughs> yeah, to WA, it pushes it. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, you, you can't. You, you don't just go straight through it, right? You go through the south or through Darwin, is that right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like we don't just go through. Yeah. You have to go all the oh, way around yeah, the yeah. edge. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just had a great podcast interview with Jimmy Grills. I just wanted to get your your reaction to it, Luke, and how how that went with the instead of matches. Oh yeah, that that was pretty good fun, Ryan. Um, it was a great idea that the Grills family put on down there um, with their sail horses coming back through. We were lucky enough that we got the win. Uh, we had a good team. The RNK rubber team beat us in a round game. So on uh, the first round, like the first round game, at the start of the weekend, they beat us by about eight goals or something, um, four chuckers. And then in the final, we were able to get them in six chuckers. We beat them by two goals. So yeah, that was, that was quite a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a big weekend really. And we we're pretty happy to come away with the win. Do you think being a left-handed player helps? Because um, I'm left-handed. I'm a three. I, I, I play a three. And you think about Hayden. You think about the Smiths. There's a lot of lefties for some reason in that club. Oh, they all whinge about us all the time, <laughs> right? They? But, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Okay. Did did I see that you came away with a couple of horses from the sale? Yeah, yep, yeah. I yeah. Um, uh, sort of bought a, two foals down there, two sort of three-month-old foals. Um, yeah, they're just at home here now down in a paddock near the stables running around and get a bit of handle on them before they go out and get too big. And yeah, they can just grow along for a little while and we'll break them in later on and see how they go. They some nice types. Um, nice. Yeah. How many horses do you have right now um, in your stable? Not as many as the grills, I hope. <laughs> no, not as many as them. <laughs> how, many how many horses do you have right now? I, I don't know. We have none in. I haven't, no. I haven't got any in It's yet. the summer, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't play this year. Yeah, um, we've we've got our good horses um, in foal, and um, yeah, we've got a heap of young ones. So we probably got mm. about seven, seven young, young ones hey. to start this year. Mm. That that'll be a bit of fun, but a but a fall from grace because they're green and mm. yeah, obviously our good horses weren't. So mm. we'll see. That'll be a bit <laughs> of a test. Well, you might have to let me borrow one of your horses. Oh, no, they're, they're not coming in yet. Macca will do. Macca will do. I'll take him off your hand. <laughs> oh, the old stalwarts. Look, all ice. I'm fine with either. Like, you pick. Yeah, I guess they'll have to come in soon. But, no, I've, I've got some young horses in at the moment, Ryan. There's, oh, I suppose there might be six or eight down there at the moment running around. And, um, oh, when I get my playing horses in, I've got, yeah, six or eight in throughout the season um, between myself and my sister and that. Um yeah, and then oh, at home here, there might be 20 horses running around all up between broodmares, foals, mm. young horses coming through, season playing horses. Um, yeah, it doesn't take long for numbers to add up and they take a bit of getting around all the time. I mean, I guess there's a silver lining to COVID. Maybe you had more time at home working with, with, with different horses. I mean, what have you been doing? I know what Ella and Farron have been doing, but um, yeah. what have you guys <laughs> been doing this year um, that you – don't normally get to do or i don't know what, what have you been up to oh anyone jumping <laughs> just stuck at home really um yeah we all at home here we did get around all our, all our young horses sort of a lot earlier than we usually would uh since we weren't going away playing so all our young horses come in and we got them practiced and worked and broke in earlier than we usually would and yeah so that we yeah, have just filling in time really it was quite a boring time you can look about- at it both ways i guess for me and ella like it was kind of good because there wasn't really much going on. So we were pregnant having babies, but then we didn't actually um, 
get to ride any young horses or like mm. do anything like that. So for me, yeah, I'm probably a little bit behind. Both of my, so my one of my good mares fold like last year, and then I've got my good other good mare in foal at the moment. So I'm in the same boat, just probably focusing on young horses. So my brother's up me. He's like, so when are you getting your horse to your house? I'm like, mate, I just birthed the child. <laughs> Give me a little break. <laughs> um. They're actually doing a coaching clinic this weekend with Gerald O'Brien. So I went down there yesterday and had a bit of a listen to that. Um, mm. But they, my brother gets pretty excited and was like, yeah, you can jump on. I'm like, no, not, not quite yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, synchro- you synchronize your pregnancy with your, your horse being in full, but the horse has a longer gestational period so I'm trying to figure out how you plan this out <laughs> yeah. that you're well, playing there know. right yeah I didn't really plan it but well I did plan it but um I didn't plan COVID <laughs> <laughs> tell me about how how you all know each other I know at least three of you have been on a team an Aussie team together or all four or was it all four of you uh, no so three of us um, six years older than us okay and it was uh, me Faz and Sawley and yeah. we went to what was it, South Africa in 2016. Yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah, we actually sort of like we kind of knew each other prior to that, but not really as well as what we do now. Okay. So what do you remember from that trip? <laughs> Winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winning. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, well, all get along. we all get along really well. And our parents probably get along even better. They all have a really <laughs> good time. <laughs> <laughs> they run a right yeah. mark. They um, a bunch of the holidays, they get together. Yeah. Yeah. But um, otherwise, like Luke and Farron have always played for New South Wales and Riley and I yeah. have always played for Queensland. So we have probably played against Farron more than with with her yeah but um we Rivalry. we were going to play for new south wales this year at ballarat as like oh, i'm finally here and i talked riley into playing for a new south wales club so now we're all blue so is it like side. you can't beat them join them or how does that oh. no, we, beat them. we beat them at the last nationals oh, um, oh so that's yeah. right that's right yeah. i did see the post yeah you you, you made history congratulations now yeah. we've just yeah. taken your players away from you yeah yeah it would have been very different at Ballarat because yeah we've always had a maroon shirt on for the last 10 years Mm -hmm. so but it was yeah we're all friends like the New South Wales girls and yeah it it would have been fine yeah it would have been fun (laughs) it would have been hard really hard (laughs) you don't want to talk about all the rivalries and all the all the well it's so hard i think australia does like a heap of like mixed sort of things so like there's australian squads that we all play together in um they do a silver stirrup at albury so like heaps of states get heaps of other girls and so we actually have played against and with each other a fair bit like it's Mm. yeah it's actually not that bad is it no Mm. Like, you have your people who are so tough to play against all the time. Like, they are consistently mm. hard every time you play against them. Um, but that's probably as far as it goes, mm. eh? Yeah. Mm. So, let's Ella go back. Ella definitely uh, has a really good game face when you play <laughs> against her. I can never get a smile. I can never get a smile out of Ella. <laughs> oh, she's mean on the field. Coming from you, Karen. Mean. Karen, yeah. Karen's got a good game face. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> What's Farron's game face? I don't know. It's uh, oh no, she's going so fast. We can never really catch her. I'm like, she <laughs> has though because she she's very competitive and she'll get the elbows out and then apologize for it. And it's uh, like, don't worry, I was oh, elbowing oh, you too. We're both up the front and she's like, we're like both trying to go for the plaque. We're looking at each other like, let me have it. But yeah. it just it's good because it all just stays on the field and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're very yeah, great. Karen and I have always said like we're very competitive, so we'll just leave it on the field. We'll be best friends off, but when we're on the field, <laughs> like look, it's fine. We'll be fine afterwards. Mm. Last so, time when we yeah. played at Aubrey together, Ella had to pull us into line a bit because we ha- were laughing a bit much. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was when you when we played against each other at Aubrey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. Is it is it hard to play against someone that's laughing because you think they're crazy or what? Yeah, I, I that's yeah, really like... off putting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try uh, whenever I play against Sully, I try and talk him out of it. I'm like, come on, yeah, let and me you have nearly, it. You nearly can. I think because we're girls and Sully's a gentleman, <laughs> you can talk Sully out of a few things. So. And like, if I get the oh, elbow, I don't know. when Riley gets the little elbow rising up there, like, what are you doing with that chicken wing? <laughs> Put that away. I'm like, let me have it. Like, trying to push all my body weight on Sully to like push him over. And he's like, get honestly, me. though, like, we played Sully this last year at the start of the year before COVID, and we. It was like we were juniors and Sawley was like a senior and we actually couldn't get beside Yeah, him. like every time I turned out a line of Sawley had a ball, I was like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so we would like to play Sawley again. You girls have belled me more times than I can remember. <laughs> oh, stop it. The only time I belted you was when I accidentally hit your horse in the head when you were umpiring me. <laughs> And oh, that's right. <laughs> I fell off and got half knocked out. And, oh, that was terrible. Is that Warwick? In front yeah. of everybody yeah. at Warwick, yeah. Brian. Oh in my front gosh. of everybody at Warwick, main field, Riley hits my horse in the head. I tipped off the side and I land on my head. Oh, on the she didn't even, care. didn't even care. So where I were you? Were you in the lineup? Was she reaching for the ball or? Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, and I was dirty because I caught it and we were off and then Sawley fell off and said, oh, we'll just line it up again. And I was like, no, <laughs> my ball. Isn't the umpire part of the field, though? Is it like other sports? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, GL's cranky about it, too. Oh, I didn't even know why you were so angry at me. I was like, what the hell is wrong with Luke? Like, why is he so mad at me? Like, <laughs> what? Uh, oh, yeah. it stinks to fall off though i'm i mean um yeah i found out about lucy falling off at the at the sale okay. she broke her hip yeah in two yeah. places or something mm. yeah it's just you just got to hit it in the right spot hey and it just does so much damage poor thing yeah does anyone have any good broken bone stories or are you all pretty pretty clean yeah riley had a big buster in zambia in mm. 2018 was it 2018. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I chipped a bone in my knee, but it was pretty. Yeah. It was awful. Took a long time to recover. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah. What happened? You just. The, I don't know. I think the horse was like, we, we were, it was like, we were like flat down the field and I was literally by myself and the horse just like. Did a big somersault. Yeah. Oh no. Hmm. It wasn't that bad. It just, oh, it was at the time. 
it crushed my leg, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It could have been worse. Yeah. Have, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, she broke her neck. But it I could have been know. worse. It could have been Farron or Luke. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R- Riley does like to make a habit of falling off, though, so yeah. she's getting good at it. I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time, okay? So yeah. if you so – I got you- her cleaned up. I got her cleaned up in South Africa. That was fully the my first fault. time, yeah. I was in the area <laughs> and I got T-boned by the other number one and just like oh, oh just my gosh. Off. They were chasing me apparently and then they just didn't watch where Riley was and fully cleaned her <laughs> up. <laughs> the area. Oh god. Yeah. In the like, area. Yeah. They're like, Farron, that's your fault. I was like, hey, I wasn't even in the area. <laughs> yeah. I just had I the ball. Like, one T-boned me in the area. They're like, Farron, it's your fault." I was like, "Oh, that doesn't seem like it was." But does anyone wear face masks anymore? Because I do. So when someone hits me in the helmet, it, it makes a big clank. But I um, is is that soft or something? Is that considered like pufta type stuff? Or no, expensive Depends who you ask. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Whether you're married or not, whether you have, you know, like, once you're <laughs> so married, you, you can get hit in the face all you want. Right? I like my tape. I've never worn one. Okay. I feel like I can't see with okay. one on, but I think I, if I, I if I persevered, I would probably get used to it. It'd be probably worth it because teeth are so expensive. I, when I had my buster, my whole face guard was completely crushed. Like it would have, if I didn't have one on, I probably would have absolutely like torn my face up. Hey? And she never used to wear one, but mm. then... I just worked for no, like well, that. Remember, um, you got hit in the teeth or something. Hey? No, you remember? Didn't you get hit in the teeth? Yeah, yeah, before South Africa. Yeah, and it like split the, I don't know, it split like all the skin from my chin to my teeth underneath oh, it. Man. So I had to wear one. Mm, lucky. That was the first time. But yeah, it did It did do something to my teeth down there. Mm. Uh, we, we've got a we've got a player Raul Desai who's trying to be all African and he has the the elbow guard on his racket side. Um, that's there, just a target. I know. Yeah. It's just a target. What what would you say to Raul for for wearing something like that? I mean, you get made fun of for wearing gloves, right? Yeah. Yep. Jer- yep. Jeremy Marriott said it was like no a long gloves. glove. Oh, unit. Oh man! Back to Africa. Any other memories from that trip? I mean, I know you beat them. Um, I'm sure they want to hear how much you, you know, they want to hear about it. Uh, they want to be reminded. Oh, I don't think Steph would have forgot it yet. I don't think Steph would have yeah. forgot. <laughs> but he wait. So that was 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2016. And then and he came did. back as the impact player and got got the best of you guys with these lost tapes, apparently. But but they, they, they forget that our girls beat their girls. Oh. All we hear about right. is the men's test. Like, we've got yeah. two girls here that oh. had a 3 nil whitewash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were on their second horses, the second girls' horses too, hey. Was that right, Beth? Yeah. Yeah. You just did that, that just cool. to show off. I don't yeah, I that was I here. That was that. here in Warwick where you're talking about, yes, yeah, Ollie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, okay, no, yeah. I'm not talking about that. I wasn't. Yeah, no, you're not. Oh, in Africa, you were on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, in no, Africa. The, um, so where were you playing in Africa? Where did you stay? Who 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 were you with? Um, we Fort Elizabeth. Hey. Yeah. 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 We, we're in like a nice hotel in Port Elizabeth. It was pretty flash. I didn't, can't even really remember where the field was, but it was just out of 
Port Elizabeth somewhere. Yeah, we all, like all the rent, all the parents had like their own cars and stuff and we just had a bus and we all got around on the bus and it was a pretty good few days, really. Did the coach put any limitations on you? Because back in 98, I'll go all the way back there again to Coffs Harbor. We all signed something saying we wouldn't drink. Only two of us were under 18. (laughs) Only two of us. So we, we did not play up at all, Ryan. We no, <laughs> no, no, we're very good. We did not break your code of conduct, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't so, dream about it. So two, yeah. So two of us were under eighteen, but the others weren't, and they still signed something. Yet at the first tournament at Coffs Harbor, ninety-eight, one of our, our women players passed out between the goalposts. My first night on the Bundy did not suit well with me. The next morning, I was playing in a social game against probably a lower division and they were whooping us and it was, you know, it was really <laughs> humid. And it was, um, so, so I'm just wondering, so I'm just trying to make you feel more comfortable to talk about what happened in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on tour stays on tour. Oh, he's good. He's like a, he's got the lock and key on that. Train, train well with, with that. What happens on tour stays on tour. All right. First rule of we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely probably, not that we want to say, but we definitely probably were pulled into line a bit um, when we didn't win our second test. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the first one we did. No, our first game. We lost <laughs> our first, first game. One. Sorry, game. our first one. Yeah, when we didn't win the first test. Really, I feel we probably definitely could have, but, yeah, maybe just, you know, it was all fine. The next yeah. two made it, it definitely real, count. Opener, hey? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we're probably like just maybe a little bit. Yeah, we, the next two games like were just absolutely like I don't know, really different. Like we were just probably had a few home truths told to us after the first game, and we all then whipped it together. What do you reckon, Solly? Yeah, Ron? yeah, that sounds about right. I, I remember getting a fair pedigree rating. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we come out in the next next couple of games and pulled our fingers out in a word, and yeah, we're yeah. able to turn it around and get it done. Just sort of wanted it a bit more in the second two. We thought in the first one that we were just going to be able to win it. And, yeah, that's right. Uh, we can sort of they made sure that wasn't going to happen and made us look pretty silly in the first one, especially in our boys' chucker. They walked all over us, and then after that, we yeah got got a bit angry and wanted it a little bit more. And the thing too, like we hadn't um, ridden those horses before. Like we like the only person who'd been over to SA was you, Faz. Hey, like we were all yeah. pretty green. Mm. Like we, I don't even think I'd watched anyone from South Africa play before either. Like so, it was like completely different. So it did take us a game to warm up, I reckon. Yeah, and that's mm. like you know. Just- just like learn like yeah for everyone to get into the swing of like how everyone you know plays and all those sorts of things and um but then like yeah going back after that first game we had a really good like team meeting I can remember the team meeting like clear as day because it's pretty good tune up for everyone and like it was just to talk about it all and you know, just really come together as a team, I think. And that's what, like, probably needed to happen. And we just all came together and killed it after that. So do you think that you get over there and, and those horses are just different? They're not better or worse. They're just different. 
they may not have the same buttons that you're used to. And so did that affect how you played your game? Oh, yeah, def- oh no, they're, they're different. But I, there's so much, like, so, like, it's just so different. Like, you're playing for your country in a different country on a horse. You've probably only ridden for, like, 20 minutes four times prior to playing it. You're playing against, like, un- arguably the best in the world. Like, those girls all went on to play in the World Cup. They had played in World Cups before. They played in, the like, the next World Cup. Like, there's, there's just, like, a whole thing, whole like, a whole lot of stuff you got to get used to. Like, it's not just playing. There's, you know, I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. heap going. Yeah, that, I reckon that probably was, like, <clears throat> you know, that you, to adjust to that. Yeah, and, and the way they played was a lot different to what, what we're used to. Like, we we hadn't sort of experienced playing those guys before. I hadn't personally, and sort of Riley hadn't been over there either. And the way they play their games a lot different to us. Um, yeah, it took us that first game just to get, get used to how they play. I have to ask the question, I mean, for any of you that are, I don't know, looking towards the next World Cup, I mean, I can't imagine how tough it is to make a team like that. But we have some of the top players here. Other than having, like, secret practices where you're doing overarms, how else can you practice without having to go to Africa? How can you how can you prepare? Because you look at the last team and they all went to Africa. They all played in high goals. I, I saw Will Weston on the weekend. He's releasing the ball, more outlets, getting rid of the ball sooner, stuff like that. And I don't know. Is it is your game changing over there anyways? And it's just, or do you feel like, well, I'm either doing the overarm or I'm not. It, it, it is changing around here. There is a lot more ball movement now necessarily whether I, I like it going that way. I, I really like the, the horse side of, side of it. If you want to win, you've got to have a good horse and, and be on your game where uh, when the ball movement side comes into it, you can get away with a little bit less of horse, but then we need to practice that for when we go on international tours because we have to play that way a little bit because we don't have the horsepower that we're used to in a word. Like um, we're all pretty lucky we have, sort of some quite nice horses that we're able to ride. And when we go away, we, we don't have that. So we do have to sort of practice passing the ball around and not so much the overhand in a sense, but just your ball movement and getting snappy on on passing yeah. it around and, and making it hit the mark instead of just putting it out there in front in front of your other player. Like it actually has to hit the mark. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, the, the game is changing a bit over here, especially at the higher level. Um, because everyone is wanting to be able to make an international tour and be able to perform there. Apparently Joy Poole was at the, at the world cup and she, she was talking to someone and she said, the horses aren't going any faster. The game is speeding up, but it's really all ball movement. The horses now are going just as fast as they were back then. It's just the way the ball is moving. So, uh, and you're speaking to the choir with, you know, the horsemanship and having a top horse and just thinking about that sale, how, how hard it is to play, to be on a, on a, to make a national side or even make a state side, you've got to have the horse horsepower. And then you're straddling this African style that you're sort of forced to be, to play because I'm, I'm with friends and I have Aussies on here. Now I can say this, that mm-hmm. you guys, I feel bad for you guys, which I shouldn't because you're so big and you're such a great country, but you are forced to play their, their game. They're not forced to play your game. Uh, you gave them the overarm. This is going to be very controversial. I've probably said this before, but they gave you the, they gave the African, you guys gave it to them a while back so they could be more competitive. And then this is where we're at now. So yeah, I don't think that we should change the rules. It's <laughs> we want to change that again. You can't do overarms now. 
So are there going <laughs> to, um, do you find that there, are there some people that are really resisting even that, the quicker ball movement? I mean, I don't know, some of the older players are, I mean, are, and are, and are they at a disadvantage oh, yeah, because they're not doing it? Yeah. Yeah, in my word, there's, there's a lot of people that don't like the way it's going. And, and yeah, so you tend to agree with them in a sense that we are a horse sport first, not a ball sport. Mm. Um, it depends which way you're looking at it. I, I like that it's a horse sport because, yeah, I, I like having good horses. And, yeah, yeah when, when you come out against somebody that isn't on quite as good a horse, well, it, it really shows then because you've put the work into yours and they sort of haven't put the work into theirs. Whereas when the overarm comes in, it sort of it, it helps. It helps cover up for a bit less a horse so what other representative teams have you have you all been on have you, you so you've all played for your state riley switching teams but next nationals <laughs> you'll all be for new south wales right yeah yeah if we get picked because 20 when's the next nationals 2022 yeah so next our, year I imagine will be too young mm. yeah we'll probably be out for a while hey mm. we won't be very competitive at least not, yeah, not next year. Mm. No. Yeah. So, so you you will have all at least made a mixed side for women's or men's, right? That's what you're all expecting, or and no, just be honest. No, the next, no, the next nationals probably won't be playing that because we've put our good horses in foal. Oh, okay. And the next ones are too young, and like we wouldn't take them on tour until April like, next year. Yeah, so they'll only have one season under their belt. And they're only like four. They're oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not so, enough to get them where they need to be for that competitive level, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So we'd be probably aiming for the next nationals at Chinchilla in Queensland, um, 2024. Mm. Yeah. When, when will course. selections be for next nationals? I know that there's the Silver Stirrup and, and the Barristock, right, coming up. Will they select yeah. teams there? Or? That usually they oh. would, but um, twenty twenty one Barristock. I don't think New South Wales are going to send teams because of COVID. The borders keep closing and opening, but there's people there that would love to play because they do have their good horse um, that's at a great age, and they've probably missed out on last year, and they don't want to miss out on this year, and so it's different for everyone. So it will be hard to pick the next nationals teams with especially like under 16, under 21, they've all changed or they're too old, they're not eligible. It wouldn't be as hard to pick your open teams. It all, it all depends on the, the COVID and whether we get to have a normal season. Normal season would probably be, what, 20 carnivals? or Yeah, something yeah. like that, 15 to 20. That's a lot. I mean, coming from my perspective, let's let's talk about who your biggest influences were. It's probably obvious what Luke's going to say, but uh, we'll start with Luke. Who who do you look up to the most, and who who have been been your biggest? I was going to say Moore. <laughs> who? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, in, in a good way. Or? Who's that? I don't know. Who'd you say, Luke? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who'd you say? Oh, I said Riley. <laughs> oh, suck it up. <laughs> good, good. No, no, I mine, mine, are pretty going. <laughs> mine are pretty obvious. Um, like I've I've been very lucky to have some pretty good mentors um ever since a young age, sort of uh the Smith family, Daryl Smith, Simon Smith, Bernie Smith and um Ross and Hayden Turnbull have been yeah, very instrumental in the way I play my game now. Always helped me help me out uh with my game and teaching me to ride properly and how to get horses going and yeah, uh helps that sort of we're all a bit left-handed too 
<laughs> uh, we, we're chasing on right hander every now and then to, to change it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that the, the guys that have really helped me out throughout my playing career. All right, Farron. So I guess um, for me, my as much as my brothers haven't necessarily like my middle brother Wade he's represented New South Wales and and Luke my eldest brother he was over in the UK for a fair bit but Wade breaks in horses full time so um he's been a huge help um I guess with me getting my horses going and um as much as um I found it pretty hard he's pretty tough (laughs) always gives me a good tune up when I'm not doing things right for yeah for them I guess my family and my cousin Alison um you probably know Alison She's represented at a pretty high level. Um, so I guess for me, she's been a big inspiration. Um, so I've like wanted to do what she's wanted to do um, and getting to play with her um, also like, yeah. So my family and obviously there's so many people that I look up to, um, but definitely for me, Alison and yeah, my, my brothers. Go ahead, Ella. Dad. Yeah. I would just be useless if I didn't have a dad as a dad. Yeah, so he taught us to ride and play and he's like a really good coach. You do get those players that can play, but they can't teach you anything, whereas we're really lucky. He He's quite a tacticianist. Like he'll break it down for you and, um, and also like with horses, I just seem to – you know, if there's something wrong, I can give it to dad and it's like it's had a wheel alignment and it comes back and I'm like, yeah, thanks, dad. <laughs> now it goes. That's, sweet. That's so, nice. Yeah. So um, definitely, definitely dad. Yeah. Does yeah. he uh, coach representative teams or just the club? Yeah, no, he coaches representative teams. He says he doesn't like it because he's not really a meeting person or, a, um, you know, he just he just wants to go and play and, he, he doesn't like having teams where he's got to rotate a player because he just finds that someone always gets the short straw. And um, But when he is coaching, he's fully into it and does a really good job. Yeah, like he's coached nationals teams and they've won and, like, he's played for Australia himself and um, had offers to coach Australia but um, has always declined them. He's the full package. He doesn't miss a thing. No, he doesn't. Eh? <laughs> All right, so Riley, obviously your dad, but who else? Like, I think Ella nailed that. I don't. He's brilliant. Like he and I really like him. Like he's really good in the perspective that he tells you what you're doing wrong, but he tells you how to fix it. He doesn't just criticize you. He's he's very good at his horsemanship. So like sometimes where you're going wrong with your playing, it's actually your horsemanship and he can pick that apart and tell you like literally when you come off and then the next time, once you fix that and he tells you how to fix it, like you're, you're right. Um, yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. He's, and even now at, like he's outstanding. Like we go down and practice and it's like we me can't. trying to play against Luke. Like I just, we I'm can't like, get the ball off. Yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not playing against him anymore. Like, yeah, so probably that too. <laughs> oh, so he tunes you up because he's so good, right? Okay. Mm, yeah. Do any of you play one? I do. Okay. Fair enough. Luke does. I do. Luke does. Yeah, Luke we all does. do. Yeah, like, Luke okay, so like, <laughs> it's not our favorite, but. Luke plays very good one. So let, let me rephrase this. Um, everyone can play a one, right? Because you, know you know what to do. You can bounce and shoot a goal. But. Um, I, <laughs> I'm a lefty three, so I'm obviously partial to – I think the threes do more 
than ones. How many of you actually want to be like a career two or have, have that aspiration? Or because you're a top player, you just always end up in those one or three slots. No, I definitely don't end up in a three spot at all. Riley's <laughs> a real specialist one. Um, yeah, I like, I, I never real used to like hunter. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's been doing all the hard work for for years, making it look good. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that, Lily? Oh. I said Ella's yeah. been doing all the hard work for you for years. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Look, I can't argue with that. And I'm happy to just, you know, when it comes. <laughs> it's better to be a specialist at something, right? I mean, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Yep. What does it take to be a good two? I just like to talk about the two because no one ever talks about it. And obviously, if you're a good two, you have a big impact on the game. Really so sorry. Really good too. <sighs> Yeah, mm, like, when they went um, to South Africa, she killed it. Mm. I don't know. Like, I actually really love number two. I have no problem with it. I don't. Um, I guess I don't get to play it a lot. Um, but yeah, as Ella's saying, in South Africa, and then in Perth, like I got changed. Yeah, and in Perth, I got changed back to a two. I know you just got to be so hungry for the ball. Like, and just helping everyone. Like you, I don't know. Like you just do absolutely everything like not ab- you don't do absolutely everything you you can be so important in South Africa like not not to say but like as when I went back to the two it kind of changed our game didn't it chop um yeah definitely like just me and you yeah. being out of work well, together you, like, uh, like with a two which I think like all of you three do really well and I've analyzed it a lot is you can change a game um, which is kind of difficult to do as a two because, you know, you can't just get the ball and run to the area or you can't take it off the one in the area. But as a two, you guys are really effective and can change the lineup when it's there. Like it can be going out the back or it can be in the middle, but I'd like a hundred percent every time you guys will have it. And yeah, like you can really change the game. And I think that's why you guys are all really good at it is that you can do that in the game when it counts. Like yeah. it can be the, the mm. two can be the difference, can't it? Like mm. especially at the top. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you know, you can have two you can have a really good one and a really good three, but if you've got a really good two oh. that, that chases your three a bit for your one and is always busy, yeah. I think that um they're the difference. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I think like that's that's the right word. Like that's the word that I was looking for, Ella. Like it's busy, like you've just gotta be busy and you've got to have eyes in the back of your head kind of thing like you just want to be going here there and everywhere and if you don't have the ball you still want to be working as hard as you can like it doesn't matter you don't have to have the ball to be doing a good job like you just have to be annoying someone <laughs> right well Bruce McClarty said that I mean I, at the very basic level a beginner two will just start marking people up right and they will frustrate people but he wants to see someone who does that as well as goes for the ball, not just sort of a defensive or blocker or something like that. He have a, as of a three as an offensive position first, where, where a lot of people at a beginner level will go straight to the one or they'll, they'll I don't know, they just think about defense going into the lineup. So being an offensive three. Um, so, but speaking of threes, Damien Harris complained about Lance Anderson being a little cheeky in the lineup. So are you guys u- using any of these tactics? Do you feel like you have to, cheat a little bit play to the umpires or or are you humble and classy like Farron where you would never do anything like that <laughs> oh yes Farron Farron does not hit down do you at all but <laughs> 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 
Because we lefties get blamed for cheating all the time. But talk to me about that. What what happens in the lineouts? I'm usually just trying to worry about where the ball is. Whatever happens is just sort of subconscious. Getting getting a bit lost looking for the ball most of the time. Well, I was in a World Cup, and uh, I don't know which – well, we'll talk about Gavin Cocker first. We were both twos, and he went to catch the ball in the lineup and just down hit to try to, like, reach for the ball. But he was pretty much down hitting my racket. And then an Aussie uh, knocked me out of the line right before the ball came in. So there's all these little tricks, right? And it's almost like it does put you at a disadvantage, but you can't just be whinging the whole time. So what happens to you when you get fouled? Fight back. Like Luke said, you just focus on getting the ball and not get... You just can't let it worry you. Um, definitely just got to move on and go go for the next one, as Luke said. Just focus on the ball. What are some tricks that you use, Riley, in the lineup? Me? I, I don't ever try and hit anyone's jacket. I just try and go for the ball. Or the, um, I, like, or the umpire. Oh, Riley, bad late, Runs in front of you all the time. <laughs> oh, coming from you, Slowly. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't ever really try and go. Uh, yeah, no. The bracket. Well, I just try and get the ball. Yeah, ball's it's, the best um, defense. Hey, I did get in a bit of a bad habit there, uh, hitting down a little bit. Like if I it was, if I got a bit desperate. Um, but I feel like I've got out of it because I'm like, oh no, you can't do that. And, and some, I guess you can pick your people who you think that you could get away with doing it. And then some people you think, no, don't do it to them. <laughs> don't do it to them. Do them up. You're going to get your ear chewed off. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it can be a bad habit to get into and, a ba- and hard to get out of. But like you said. Hard to, yeah, definitely. When you watch it, like some of it, like the Zambians, they'll they'll have that going downward motion, but they they can pluck it at the same time. So arguably, are they hitting down? They're just really good at it. Like yeah, but you feel like you're being you know fouled at the same time if you're not used to yeah. it. Um, and I, I don't really know how to interact it. Hey, like I like. I guess if someone unless you do it, you, yeah, you just, try and do the same motion, but it's hard to like do something that someone's so good at. And yeah, too. Like, I guess random question: Who sleeps in a swag on the ground? When was the last time you did that? Me, me. Solly <laughs> has like a liner. He has like a bed and breakfast. So not you, Solly. <laughs> I sleep, yeah, I sleep on the floor in my swag in the truck, not outside. Yeah. yeah. Or I got my dad a canvas for Christmas so that he can pretty much, because he does party. He's in his 70s and he parties. And basically, if he sets it up right, he can just take that with him and be ready to sleep anytime. It's a safety (laughs) thing (laughs) for my father, which is crazy to say. Oh, that's hilarious. Ready. <laughs> just take it with him yeah yeah but no that's an aussie thing that's something that you guys invented the swag poke your head out and you're freezing and you try to find a fire to defrost your boots and all that i've, I've experienced all that <laughs> freezing hey what's your rig like solly i mean apparently you have a nicer setup oh well it, it- it's yeah a bit bit thrown together it's a semi-trailer um like it's our it's our truck that we have for the place here just with a flat top trailer behind it and um yeah we put it sit our living area on it and then uh got our horse horse crate for the back with a tailgate that we just put it on um it's pretty functional we can take it all off and then uh we have our truck back to go to work and cart hay around and cart cattle and everything and it probably looks a bit more flash than it is. It's just more functional for what we have. 
He's so humble about it. That's great. Um, back, yeah. when, back when I was there a long time ago, you had to be pretty rich to have uh, a gooseneck. Are there a lot of them now? Do a lot of people have gooseneck trailers? Yeah, heaps. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I would like one of them. Or <laughs> a Dodge Ram. Or uh, have you thought of getting a bus like the unit? Yeah, get a bus. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hooked a bus to a trailer. He used to drive that around. Oh, there, there's only one unit, Ryan. There's only one unit. I'm glad there's not two. <laughs> All right. So, one word to describe the unit uh, besides that word weapon. Why do you say that? Because he's, he's just a weapon. He's a social weapon. He's a party weapon. I mean, how do you, what do you mean? All, all of the above. They all fall into the one category for unit. <laughs> no, he's, he's a really good fella unit. He's, he's a lot of fun. I don't know. This might be a tough question to answer, but you look at horses going for $48,000. And obviously if you buy one, one of the horses from this sale, you're getting the greatest bloodlines. Uh, you're, you're paying more for, the, for, for it so that you can have the consistency and knowing, knowing what you're getting. Uh, but is it is it hard to be a, a top level player and not have the money because it's so competitive? I think you beg, borrow, and steal, Ryan. It goes down to what you want to do. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. None n- none of us have mu- have money. Like, none none of us are well off by any means. But it just goes down to what you want to do. If that's what you like, if if you want to be good at polo cross, not not that there's a a huge future in it to make you heaps of money. But if that's what you're passionate about, will you? you scrape every dollar that you have together to try and buy that horse that will take you to the top. You just beg, borrow and steal to try and get there. In my opinion, anyway, you could buy a top horse, but if you're not doing all the other things, if you're not learning how to train and ride or, um, or play better polo cross, you can't make it to the top. Even if you went out and spent all that money, is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Like unless you have a good foundation Mm. under you, you can, yeah, you can buy the best horse in the world, but unless you know how to steer it, um, you're Mm. wasting your time. You can own yeah. a Porsche, but you got to know how to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your horses. Each of you just sort of name uh, what your favorite horse was or is and the bloodline. Uh, well, I've got, I've been pretty lucky. I've had some pretty good horses over the past, I don't know, five or six or seven years. Uh, probably the best one I've ever rode is a horse called Eden Hope Macca um, that come from the Smiths. Mm-hmm. All my, all my horses sort of come from Eden Hope. Uh, he was, he was very, very good. I was very lucky to have him. And now I've got another um, black mare off Bernie and Mandy uh, called Eden Hope Ice. She's about eight year old. Um, she'll sort of turn into my main horse now. Uh, I like her. She seems pretty cool. But yeah, the best one I've ever sat on was Macca. How far back do the Eden Hope bloodlines go? Because there's always like a original sire that a lot of these go back to. Uh, how far back do they yeah, go? Yeah, like um, Macca. Macca goes... He's by horse. He's by Henry. He's by Eden Hope Henry out of Eden Hope Ruby. Henry is out of a mare called Betty Jane, which was Daryl's. Daryl's very good mare. Um, yeah, it goes back there a long way. That yeah, sort of as far as you can look, really. They um, yeah, all the way back to Daryl's original mares that he bought years and years ago. What about? Um, and I'm just uh, side side question here. How many are playing Terry Blake's horses and? From Musselbrook. Oh, there's um, a lot of Risebrook horses. Okay. Faz, Faz has got Risebrook horses. Probably, I have to say, my chestnut mare, Rosebrook Shauna, who we call Dolly. She is probably 
like most amazing thing I was, I've ever gotten on. Um, I just only wish I probably got her when she was a bit younger. She is, yeah, pretty freak, like just kind of one of those horses that knows where the lines are. And, yeah, like when I rode her um, for the first time, I went to Tamworth. I literally got on her um, for two minutes. I took my polycross racket and rode away from mum and like just bounced, you know, bounced the ball. And I just came back to mum. I was like, yeah, we can't leave her here, mum. She's just, yeah, she's just absolutely phenomenal. She's in foal now and um, probably like, you know, coming to the stages where, you know, she'll, she'll be fine for someone else probably to jump on. And, um, but she's just got a few issues, like a few feet issues and um, to keep her going, it's, it's um, a bit of it. And I feel bad, you know, she's done, she's done an amazing job to get, help me get to the top. That's all I can say for her. I just wish I got her when she was a bit younger. Just hope her um, uh, babies are just as good. My yeah. That's my next up-and-coming horse. Um, so he's actually crossed with um, a Berrigoon. So out okay. of Dolly, Berrigoon Fino. So, oh, huge. so I'm hoping he, he seems like he's um, got a pretty good tank under him, um, doesn't really just wants to keep going. So um, I'm pretty excited to get out on the field on him this year got a horse that's getting older in age or uh, i mean or it's just one of your top horses and you know that they're they're pretty much as good as they can be uh how do you manage them throughout the season you guys play almost every weekend at times right so how do you manage their um their health over that year not play the same horse do you have you know do you just pick and choose or are you playing the same one the whole year i we probably i never play the ones like twice a year like i only played cindy once last year and Woody once last year and the rest I was just on like the other ones like we don't try and do any more than like three carnivals on them like they're they're, when they're at that age like we just take them out when we really want them kind of thing that's just us though dad we probably would if dad would let us (laughs) he's very adamant that we play young ones and yeah uh, play across the board kind of thing but you have to qualify for the 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 state side or the yeah with with that horse, right? So you have to pick and choose yeah. those tournaments that they're going to be watching for that, right? So her name's Calentine Abigail, but I call her Roulette. She's by our stallion, um, Lynn Mack, who's by Lindsay, who's, um, so Finno's by Lindsay. And Wally rides her full sister. They just were amazing and push button ponies, I guess you'd say, like just play anywhere, go anywhere where you look, they they go and tough and soft and, and fast. Hey. Like, yeah, you can't really fault them. Um, and they're both in fold to um, Bon Lac Gigolo, which was sort of the, he's sort of the flavour of the month yeah. at the moment. Like a lot of the horses that sold at the sale, um, if they were by Gigolo, they went for quite good money. And yeah, yeah hopefully they say if you want a good horse breed that who who owns Jiglo? Is that fin, is, is that the Finlaysons? Who owns Jiglo? No, no, they. You're thinking of um Coco, a little man, oh. Abby Finlayson. Um, so it, um Coco is by Jiglo. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, who owns Jiglo? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, Luke and Leah Whitehead own Jiglo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, some Canberra people, Luke and Leah Whitehead. Uh, they're down south, south way hole from me anyway. But he, he, he's quite a nice horse. He's a very good horse. Yeah. So, Riley, same horses or you have another one in mind? Oh, I did have one. She was a star black mystery mare. And I, um, Scott Welch, who, and he's played for Australia, um, and he was actually going to coach the World Cup side just gone. But I don't know what happened with that. But 
he actually owned that little man. And I probably had her through juniors and intermediates. And, yeah, I just loved her. She was yeah, she was amazing. Mm. I loved her. But then it's definitely Cindy. Cindy mm. is definitely pretty lucky. Like the to, and it's interesting to see like um, Dad always says like you'll you'll get another really good one. You know, like you know when you have one that's really special, you just like they might not be the same, but pretty lucky to get Cindy so close after um, Swish. Like so, I was pretty lucky like that. But yeah, where yeah, they they were definitely my probably top two I've ridden. Okay, yeah, awesome. Lucky. Yeah, Sarblack Minstrel. I definitely recognize that name. That's a big name. Yeah, yeah, she was that 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 was, was unbelievable. And there's actually a few horses that were with those bloodlines up in Queensland, and they were just like hot. They were so good too. Like it wasn't just like there was a really good string of them. Mm-hmm. Were bred by yeah. Those, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Briar uh, or Bria? How do you say it? Briar. Sorry, we just That's saying a... that. <laughs> Briar. We're having a baby. She's uh, just having comp- food. <laughs> it's the first breastfeeding on the podcast, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's it's the best way to recruit players, right? When you when you just you have you, to take, takes the longest, it. right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I know you've got some tournaments. What are your expectations for this year and, and next year? Do you see yourself traveling anywhere besides Australia this year or next year? Or are you just focused on nationals? No, I think, like, for me, it's just getting all these young horses going. Like, I, it's okay. I probably been about 10 years. So I'm happy to just sort of get these young ones going. Ah. <laughs> that's that's my goal. For okay. No to a level that I'm happy to take them out in public. So, ladies, uh, Ella and Farron, how quickly are you going to be playing? Um, well, after my first baby, I was playing up at eight weeks. Oh, so, um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll just – I mean, I've got two now to, to sort of juggle with working horses and I'll be able to do it. I've got a good husband. I'll just have to wake up a bit earlier, I suppose. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'll start working – Oh, probably there's there's a lot of carnivals this year and kind of spaced out a bit weird. Um, so I'll probably just start riding in March and um, yeah, play I play around April May and get into it then. Yeah. Mom. Is it easy to round up babysitters at at carnivals or? Yeah, it is. I I coach um at a school here in New England and so I've got lots of schoolgirls that I can bribe or, you know, to look after babies and they're happy to. Yeah, so. Nice. What about you, Farron? Um, yeah, so I hope to um, – we've just got – me and my husband, Luca, we've just got five acres I'm just out of town. So I hope to get um, my horses here soon. Um, at the moment, they're just at my parents, so that's 10 minutes away. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get them here pretty soon, start riding probably in the next, yeah, like by about eight weeks or so. Um, yeah, our carnivals start really early. Like our first carnival is like the 14th of March. So I probably won't start till a little bit later and maybe April. But, again, I'm just kind of – I'm a bit the same as Riley. Like I've had a pretty full-on um, past 10 years. So, like not saying that I don't want to get be competitive, um, but I'm just kind of happy to just – 
um, enjoy this new chapter of my life, motherhood, yeah. and see what happens. Um, yeah. My husband, he doesn't really, like, he's not uh, a horsey bloke, um, really. He's a good bloke, but <laughs> I just have to see with his work and um, things. We have our own business, so see what I can manage and um, swing. But my family will be all going, so I have plenty of babysitters. My mum broke her leg only the day after Briar was born, so mm. that's been a little bit difficult. But, no, she'll be up and at them and we'll be all able to go to the carnivals together and have a few babysitters. Well, I um, I had the best luck with uh, finding a woman that was a non-horse person. She actually played her first tournament this past year and she barely just started riding. She was barely even cantered as of the summer. So that's that's the move. Find someone yeah. that doesn't play. You'll have more horses for yourself, right? Yes. And- <laughs> And then you just, yeah, get them involved. Yeah, she knew what she was getting into, though, uh, when she married me. But uh, Yeah, that's great. All right, Luke. Yeah. All right, Luke, I'm sure you're super ambitious, Lefty 3. Uh, wh- what do you see happening this year and next year? Last year, we were meant to go over to Africa for the high goal, so it would be really nice if COVID just went away so that we could do that again. Um, that, that didn't happen. So it would be really cool to go over and play that. Um, yeah, so you played, in, you played in one already? Did you play in one already? No, 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 oh. I haven't been. The only time I've been to South Africa was for the test that um, Rolly Farron and I went and played in. I've been to America and New Zealand and stuff, but yeah, only Africa the once. Yeah, so it'd be really cool to go and do that. And oh, I've got a few young horses that are ready to come through and start playing. And um, yeah, sort of a mare that is starting to get seasoned now that I should be able to. Be a bit competitive on. So, yeah, I've, I got sick of being at half for 12 months, so I'm going to try and be at every carnival that I possibly can be at but, and until my, my dad gets sick of me running around all the time and puts a pie cross band on me for a couple of weeks, I guess. <laughs> I think uh, everyone's just looking to the social side of it too. Like, there's been – we haven't seen – a lot of people that you usually see every weekend mm. for a year. Mm. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to having a drink Catching around out. the night and – not taking those things for granted. I think that we've all missed out on. Like, I think that's why probably the Berrigoon sale, everyone that played there just had such a good time. Probably because they yeah. just yeah. socialise with each other and catch up. Yeah. Don't, don't you rate that by how the bar does? <laughs> yes. Mm. I remember. I remember dancing at Maitland with that little, little cup of rum and Coke and, you can't dance with it because it just gets all over your jacket, right? Um, so there's going to be a lot of drinking at these first several carnivals, more than normal, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a big party. Yeah, it'll probably be... People might be a little bit less serious and a little bit more casual. I think there'll be a lot of young horses started and I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be heaps of fun this year if it goes ahead i guess the last big question is how many of you drink bundy me i've actually changed lately I, I've, I've always been a big um bundaberg rum man but i'm now a scotch drinker no if I you more... you a rum, i'm sure you drink it Aww. are you more sophisticated oh without a doubt <laughs> what was that sorry ryan are you more sophisticated yeah, well, that was the idea. I figured that I tried needed to try and grow up a little bit, so I had to sack the rum and um, start drinking scotch. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 
Yeah, because after I got it in my bloodstream, after that first rough uh, next morning, I can drink it like, um, I hate to say mama's milk, but I can drink it like that. Uh, my real question yeah. is, if you get into the higher proof, triple, quadruple distilled, if you're lucky enough to actually be up in Bundaberg at the distillery, is it worth spending the extra money or do you just go with the regular proof or are you an OP person, Ella? I don't know, Ella. Make it all suck cheap. <laughs> Keep it cheap. Yeah, I can be an OP person. It's more of a social drink for me. If I was going to have a big night and party and dance all night, I'd probably drink vodka because that just keeps me going. Rum, I'll have a few and go to bed. So uh, it affects your affects your personality based on what you drink. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> all right. So, what do you have planned for the rest of the weekend? Chilling, cuddling this new baby. How warm is it there? Not warm. On this side of the house, it's cold. On mm. the other side of the house, it's warm. Oh, it's still but morning there, I guess. Like, Twenty-five degrees or something today. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's been dirty. pretty hot here. It's been thirty degrees. Like lovely, nice weather. It's been thirty degrees the last couple of days. Um, Beach weather. It's pretty fresh. Oh, yeah. yeah, you've got palm trees behind you. Yes, oh, yeah, that's in the tropics. How far I should be in the tropics? How far from the coast are you? That's oh, pretty yeah, far. A little way. Yeah, so you just planted those just yeah, to look. <laughs> so, because of COVID, you needed a background, so you just planted those this year. Yeah, yeah, you need them for meetings to make it look, make you make yourself feel better. <laughs> uh, everyone has to name one person that they haven't seen because of covid but can't wait to see when they get back to polo cross so shout out time oh oh god yeah all the girls in here we haven't seen them in a fair while we'll just go with that okay, okay. Uh, that's what we expect fully yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'll bash me if I don't say that. Right. <laughs> Gang up on yeah, you. I, yeah, because obviously we live so far away. I don't really get to see them very often. It's only like um, bigger carnivals like zones and, yeah, nationals and stuff because our normal club comps, we don't really get to see each other. So I last saw Riley at my wedding. Yeah. That was in February. We've been talking a lot, Ella and <laughs> Riley and I, but would be nice we had to say we have to plan a trip if covid stuffs us up <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome cool sorry solly i will get to see you too one day oh uh, it's all right Faz. I, I, i'm the bottom of the pecking order <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for being part of the first weekend social uh podcast format i really appreciate it you uh, you're very articulate obviously top players so I, I appreciate your perspectives and uh, it's been a ton of fun. So you guys have a great weekend and thanks a lot. You too. Thanks yeah. heaps for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. We might right. meet you one day. For sure. <laughs> I, I, I think I actually met you a fair while ago, Ryan, in 2010. Wait, did you I come, come play over to America? Did you come and stay with Evan? Uh, no, in, in Bucks County, we, uh, New South Wales sent a team over. Okay. Yep. So was I... I, I reckon I... Uh, what was I doing it? Yeah, yeah, I was probably a bad influence. I don't <laughs> think I was a part of that, but. <laughs> oh, right. No, no. Fair enough. Yeah, cool. Enough. I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so that, that's... that's a little while ago. Sure, we'll see you around the trap somewhere. 
All right. Well, good luck with the babies. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Can't wait to see you guys playing polo cross. She won't cry. (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode. What a great group of young players. I was so impressed by how thoughtful their answers were, and I'm extremely impressed at the way that they look at the sport from such a mature view, focusing on horses, family, and friends. Cheers to them for just being great ambassadors to the sport. Here on Chugga Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the Send Voicemail Sidebar button on PoloCrossMadeSimple.com. For more Polocross coaching, go to PoloCrossMadeSimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one.